Hello, hello. We welcome you today to Love is Spoken Queer, Gospel Topics, LGBTQ Plus Voices. I'm Dustin Larson. And I'm Renee Hernandez. And welcome to Bonuso Diez. This is Bonuso 10, Voices of the Restoration, Spiritual Manifestations, and the Kirkland Temple. And Renee, there's a lot of different voices in here. So I figure we just go back and forth between reading them, and then we'll just give our thoughts on all voices as a whole at the end. What do you think? No, I love it. Let's do it. Okay. So I will start with the first introduction paragraph, and then I'll do Eliza R. Snow, and then we can go back and forth from there. Below are the words of Latter-day Saints who were in the Kirkland Temple during its dedication and in many other meetings that followed. Many compared their experiences to what the ancient saints experienced when they were endued with power from on high on the day of Pentecost. Eliza R. Snow, the ceremonies of that dedication may be rehearsed, but no mortal language can describe the heavenly manifestations of that memorable day. Angels appeared to some while a sense of divine presence was realized by all present, and each heart was filled with joy, inexpressible, and full of glory. Sylvia Cutler Webb. One of the earliest recollections was the dedication of the temple. My father took us up on his lap and told us why we were going and what it meant to dedicate a house to God. And although so very young at the time, I clearly remember the occasion. I can look back through the lapse of years and see as I saw then Joseph the prophet standing with his hands raised towards heaven, his face ashy pale, the tears running down his cheeks as he spoke on that memorable day. Almost all seemed to be in tears. The house was so crowded that children were mostly sitting on older people's laps. My sister sat on father's, I on my mother's lap. I can even remember the dresses we wore. My mind was too young and at the time to grasp the full significance of it all. But as time passed, it dawned more and more upon me. And I'm very grateful that I was privileged to be there. Oliver Cowdery. In the evening, I met with the officers of the church in the Lord's house. The spirit was poured out. I saw the glory of God, like a great cloud, come down and rest upon the house and feel the same like a mighty rushing wind. I also saw cloven tongues, like as of fire, rest upon many, while they spake with other tongues and prophesied. Benjamin Brown. Many visions were seen. One saw a pillow or cloud rest down upon the house bright as when the sun shines on a cloud like as gold. Two others saw three personages hovering in the room with bright keys in their hands and also a bright chain in their hands. Orson Pratt. God was there. His angels were there. The Holy Ghost was in the midst of the people and they were filled from the crown of their heads to the soles of their feet with the power and inspiration of the Holy Ghost. Nancy and Naomi Alexander Tracy. When the temple was finished and dedicated, they were two of the happiest days of my life. The fitting hymn that was composed for the occasion with the Spirit of God like a fire is burning. It was verily true that the heavenly influence rested upon that house. I felt that it was heaven on earth. That was kind of like a round robin or or lightning lightning round of voices of the restoration. Who would you like to go first as far as thoughts? Well, I'm going to kick it off, I think. I'm glad we did the... I know we did it for time-wise, but like it fits so well because it just gave me such a beautiful... like. Not a cacophony where I can't understand it, but just like that bringing in of so many different voices to share the same experience and this idea that each of them did experience it a little bit different. They were at different ages, stages in their lives. 
but each one was left so impacted. And I also love that they included three women's voices in this. You know, since they're not in the scriptures as much, I always love when they bring them in other things. But no, I I love that, like the different impressions of the temple and just being able to see, I don't know, everything manifesting itself in Kirtland Temple. I can only imagine how beautiful that would have been. I really related to Sylvia Cutler Webb because, as I mentioned in this week's episode, I was able to attend the dedication of the Spokane Washington Temple. And I was around that age. Like, well, I guess I was a little older, but I remember little glimpses, but I remember the feelings I had. The actual events are kind of a little blurry. But it just reminds me that this is something that is open to queer individuals. We are allowed to attend these dedications and we're allowed to participate in the feelings that they're expressing, remembering being there at the dedication of the temple. And I think that's something that we as queer people of faith should take advantage of if there's one done in our area. And I know that's kind of like random throwing a dart at the board sort of thing. And we can't always control where the temples are. But I feel like as a queer person of faith, if you are close to a dedication of a temple, I would highly recommend going to it because just because you can't go inside the actual temple, we can still participate in the dedication of it because children are involved. Old people are involved. Like all these different individuals come together to celebrate in the construction and the dedication of this this house of God on earth. And I really feel like if we can connect positive experiences with the temple, it can kind of help us get through the negative experiences we may feel being excluded from the temple. And I really think that it's important to start conditioning the positive with something that could have negative. And I think that will help us get through a lot of the hard times, especially those that have been through the temple now feel like they have had something taken away from them or have had significant contributions to the temple, like we discussed Lori Lee Hall. And it'll just help us not feel so bitter when it comes to certain things that are out of our control. I love that. I love that you were able to like find something you could relate to from the experiences of it, just because I feel like that always delivers more of an impact, you know, than anything else. Yeah. And, I, and now I'm starting to have flashbacks. If I, I know exactly where we were sitting, we were on the left-hand side of the, the church, the chapel, and we were kind of midway in, in the area. We weren't exactly in the front because that was taken and we weren't in the back because my mom never allowed us to sit in the back row because she says that's where the F students sit. But anyways, and then I remember it being dimly lit because we were watching a projection. And then I just remember standing up and waving it. And, and I remember seeing the spirit of God. So like, again, some things are burned in my memory, mostly the feelings, but for the most part, it it's it's one of those things that I'm glad that I was able to experience in my lifetime because it's it's rare. It's rare for people to, well, not, yeah, no, it is. It is a very privileged experience to be close to a temple in order to be able to participate in the dedication. So again, listeners out there, if you're in the vicinity of a temple that's about to be dedicated, even if it's broadcast, like maybe COVID is going to allow more people to experience it because we're now so accustomed to having things broadcast that I think maybe that could be something that can be happening going forward for us to experience it, that we don't need to physically be there, but we can still have a connection to the temple. I love that. And that's the thing, like... (laughs) Finding a connection to the temple, I think it really is a beautiful thing. Even as queer members, I know it's harder sometimes because we can't access it. There's a part of me that wants to say, like, if you are a believing member and that's a goal that you have for yourself that you want to continue striving to be a member, find a way to connect with the temple. Even with all the limitations we're given, I think it's still something beautiful, whether just walk to the temple, walk the grounds, talk about the temple. I think there is something too beautiful and painful almost in that that exists. 
And then if it gets too painful, relate it to a, a Disney castle, <laughs> like <laughs> make, make, a, make a, find joy in it and, and find a Disney castle that you can then find solace in. And that's, that's just me, me disnerding out right now. But if, if that that's brings good. you, if that brings you joy and happiness, do a whole compare contrast of all the Disney castles to temples. But anyways. So listeners, if you have your voice that you'd like to add to the voices of the restoration, feel free to send them into lovespokenqueer at gmail.com, or you can send us a direct message on social. We can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And the last thing we have to do is thank our listeners for listening. And remember to always be true to you. And love one another. Until next time. Bye. You've just listened to another episode of Love is Spoken Queer. If you want to join in on the conversation, feel free to send us an email at our Gmail account, which is lovespokenqueer at gmail.com, or send us a direct message on our social channels. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you really love our episodes and our show, make sure that you rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. That is the fastest way for us to share our words with everyone out there. So again, thank you for listening.